I, I think so. I think people um, feel more safe right now than in 2020 because in 2020, man, the world was on fire, right? We didn't know what was going on. So everybody just like, man, let me just give you some money, man, just to be like, look, bro, I ain't racist, bro. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. that, was the, that was the narrative. And I'm just yeah. being real. All my friends that reached out, bro, I'm okay. I was okay before that. Like, y'all ain't have to call me to see if I was okay. I was going to be all right anyway because black people have been dealing with trauma and terror since we've been on this planet. Hey, it's Breaking Barriers, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging podcast. We're here for real talk. We're not afraid to go there. And we want you to come away emboldened and energized to take action and make change. We believe our diversity, our differences, when joined together by a common set of ideals, makes us stronger. When I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Your world has changed, but your dreams shouldn't have to. That's why Kirkwood is your next best step. With affordable, flexible, and close-to-home options, now's a great time to start or finish your Kirkwood degree. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. Displaced or discouraged at work, Kirkwood can help you learn a new skill or totally reinvent yourself for a brand new career. With so many flexible and affordable options, you can get back on track fast. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. We're here again, world, on another episode of Top Ranks Breaking Barriers, brought to you by Five Star Presenting Sponsor, Kirkwood Community College, and our silver sponsor, Rise to Greatness, formerly known as PG Cares. I'm your co-host, Anthony Arrington, with my co-host, Joy Briscoe. And Nicholas Ford over there. We are there. back international. Yep. We're actually recording this on International Women's Day. So super excited about it. Dope. Got women's advocates and allies here. Uh, it's going to be an amazing yeah. day. So I know this is going to be a great episode. Absolutely. Dope, dope. Absolutely. I'm just going to, uh, we're we, we going to get it going here. Who, who's our guest today? Our guest is Woo! Bro Hometown Love. No doubt. Andre Wright. So if you aren't familiar, we started with Blue Collar. Yeah. And then what year did you actually do um, Humanize My Hoodie? Uh, 2017. 2017. September 11, yep. 2017. Yes, go ahead and go to his bio. I got a little quick short of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. Uh, he's a designer, activist, visionary, community builder, world traveler who's a dedicated his life to underrepresented people. Since launching his own fashion brand out of Iowa City, Iowa, he's grown Humanize My Hoodie into a global fashion activism movement, designing hoodies for rappers, black liberation leaders, allies, black youth, while staging fashion shows and workshops nationally, educating thousands about the power of fashion to inspire, empower, and spark important conversations. He was named Entrepreneur of the Year by Junior Achievement. His work's been featured on New York Fashion Week. Love that. Promoted by Politico, NPR, Essence Magazine, Target, Atlantic Records, Warner Music. This is 50 Facebook Foot Action. You can name it. Andre's goal is to help black youth. He mentors and he corporates his corporate audience. And his goal is to, what I love, you want to spark a revolution and make people realize they have power to change the world. That's right. That's you, Dre. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Right. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, you know, I, listening to that bio, sometimes I forget. Mm -hmm. I'll be forgetting about all the stuff that I've accomplished. And sometimes, I mean, when you go through the day, I, I just do the work. So to hear that, man, like, if anybody's listening to this and like really got some kind of dream, passion, purpose, whatever, I mean, I'm being real. Like I didn't realize I can do any of that stuff. Like when I was coming up, like I didn't think I could do any of those things. And so to hear it at, at 45, man, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to be that person. Trey, you, you've done 
amazing work. And like you said, you move so you move so fast, you don't stop and think. But yeah. you know, and I think for listeners, t- talk a little bit about your your journey and and why you do it and why you why you're unapologetic about helping underrepresented kids, primarily black people. Mm. That you're unapologetic about that, and it's helped you catalyze catapult your career. But there's a social justice component. Why yeah. is that? I think I I think I care. You know, um, I, I don't think I I look at it as work either. I mean, that's that's not. I mean, I think I just look at it just as who I am, and like I I've been uh, given my superpowers to do that. Everybody got their own powers to do certain things. That's my my thing, and I think um, when I look at the youth, or I think about um, anybody from the design diaspora who wants to do design. I'll be thinking about when I was 16 and who I had in my life and who could actually help me. I didn't really have anybody. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't cool to be me at 16. I was cool. Like, don't get me twisted. I was a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm saying my career wasn't cool. Like, you, you either had to play basketball or football or something like that. You had to be, like, cool like that. So I, I was kind of like the, um, the offset kid. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, I was a kid that was, I was dope. Don't get, like, let me keep it real with y'all. I was dope always. <laughs> but what the I'm saying, that, right? what I'm saying is, like, art and fashion and being, like, that stuff wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. That, was, that wasn't cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to hide a lot of that stuff. I couldn't really talk about that stuff with my friends because they're like, man, you corn, you, that's weird, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, I had to play basketball with them, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. do stuff like that. And in in reality, I wanted to be this other kid, and I always wanted to be very expressive, and that was my way of being expressive. I got lucky, uh, you, you know, I got lucky in high school because, you know, I, I grew up with two a two-parent home, and, you know, um, that helped me out, out a lot, being able to have some, some stability and infrastructure. Right. You know, so I, I always thank my parents because – you know, me and my brother, we was we was bad. We was tyrants, man. We 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 used to do a lot of different stuff, and they saved us from going to prison yeah. and moved us to a, a predominantly white neighborhood. So this is how my activism comes in play. So when I was young, I got a chance to see racism in my face at a very early age. So I was inherited racism, meaning like I I saw racism when I was in third and fourth grade. Like understood white people, they understand black people, but I got a chance to understand them, and through those experiences. It allowed me to become who I am, somewhat of a chameleon, meaning I'm adapted to a lot of different situations. That's how I've been able to build my career. You got to think I can be in the boardroom. I can be in the streets. I can be wherever I'm who I am. I can go around the world and still be myself and never lose my identity. I'm always me. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a very important skill. A lot of my friends couldn't do that. Like a lot of my right. friends would be afraid to be in white spaces and be unapologetically black. I, I never was afraid of that because I was always that person. You right. know what I'm saying? So I was adapted that, that skill. Um, how'd you get started? Andre? Like yeah, white well, art and fashion. That's, yeah. That's like, how I, did you get started? Yo, I'm, I'm a prodigal. Like my, my grandmother used to like, my grandmother raised me from Durant, Mississippi from like nine months. And they put pencils in my hand early, early on like that. Like, I, I can't even remember when I first started drawing, but I, I was a sketch artist. I could sit here and draw you specifically like you. Like, and I did that for hours. I had a lot of discipline when I was young. Like, that's how I'm able to sit in front of those computers like that because I had a lot of discipline, man. Part of my punishment when I was coming up as a kid was to draw for two hours. It's called constructive time. 
Like, imagine that. Like, I mean, I used I got my whippings too, but I'm saying like some of that punishment would be like, hey man, you either go in there play the keyboard or draw for two hours. Mm-hmm. Imagine that being your punishment. I got really good at art because of that. I mean, of course, it was hurting too because I would see kids outside playing in the park at Ferguson, and I'd be like, yo, I want to go out there too, man. Which yeah. I couldn't because you know I had to do my constructive time. So that's it was those lessons. That's kind of how I got started. You know what I'm saying? It was it was those types of things, and uh, I still remember all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I still remember. I'm I'm trained, like my body's trained to remember all those 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 different things. And um, now I'm just having fun, man. I you know, like th- it was hard during th- those days. And I never again, I never knew any of that stuff would happen for me. I swear, I promise you, I I never thought that. But you know, my my family always told me that I was really special. They always my mom my mom always told me that, yo, things will never happen for you, but later in life. Because they always going to matter. And you just kept grinding. And I just kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I never had a lot of early success in my career. Like, in my 20s, I was hustling. I was hustling. I was in school. I dropped out. I, got, I was hustling. I was, in, I was in Fort Dodge hustling. Anybody know me from Fort Dodge, they're going to be like, man, Dre was, <laughs> I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have got yeah. sitting here. Yeah. I was Ray scared. Said that, I mean, you, but she said recently that if success had to happen for her in her 20s, she, it, she was glad it happened for her, like in her thirties later, because yeah. she knew more what to do with it. Her exact words was that she would have been an HOE if it happened. Yeah, for her yeah. in her twenties, and it's just like you—you you don't. I'm I'm probably career-wise a late bloomer too. I had no idea yeah. what I wanted to be until later on, and so I do think there's something to be said of when kind of your arrival into your career is later because you value it differently. Yeah, it's earned. You understand purpose. It's earned. Or, it's or, not It's not given. It was earned. You know, yeah. like every every brick was built. You know? so, so back so, in 2017, humanized my hoodie, right? Yeah. Did you did you even foresee what that was going to become? No. Nah. And, and not only that, but what are some of the, the people that have worn that hoodie that, that we all know? Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll go into that. No, I didn't. I, I To be 100% honest, man, like, and this is from my perspective, and I'm sure Jason got his other perspectives, but from my perspective, what I was already doing was I was building a fashion. I was trying to build a fashion industry, and I was using fashion as a way to kind of change people's lives. I was basically empowering people on stage. They didn't know that I was doing that, but I was doing it. I was like, yo, like, you want that next job, man? You're going to have to get a lot of confidence. You're going to have to be a little bit sharper. And so I was putting people on stage from that aspect. Not really care. I didn't really care about the clothes. I really, I, I never even, I, I never even went to fashion school. Like I, I didn't go to none of that school. I didn't do no cut and sew stuff. I, I, I know how to do it, but I didn't do, I didn't go to school for that. And so when I saw that, I, I kind of got bored. I, I didn't get bored. I, I saw an opportunity to, to pour some fuel on it because I was already in the industry and my brother Jason, he made a post like we already had been building. Like I brought him to the community a few times and um, he had said a few things to me and I was like, yeah, man, you're right about that. Like one, one thing he said to me is like, Hey, if something happened here, what's the infrastructure? This was before anybody was talking about movement stuff. Like they've been like Minnesota and them been doing movement stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like don't get it twisted. Y'all up North, they've been, they've been standing 10 toes down before anybody started talking about this stuff and they need their respect. And so when he was bringing that stuff to our community, I was like, yo, you right. You know, I've always been about blackness. I've always been, been about centering black people and all that. But I, we didn't have no, we didn't have no organizing. We didn't have no organizers. He was like, bro, you ain't organizing. You organize in fashion, but you ain't organizing, like organizing. 
And so um, 2017, the opportunity came when we had the opportunity to, to partner on something. When he made that post about Humanize My Hoodie, he was going to teach in class for a semester with Humanize My Hoodie on. And I was like, yo, that's dope. I like that idea. Jason, let me support you with this idea. Matter of fact, why don't I do this? Why don't, why don't, we, why don't we take this thing that this conversation you want to have academically and let's have this conversation with the world? Because I feel the same way. And I feel like that if we combine our energies to go at this, you know, it's going to be crazy. And that's what happened. And it was a conversation. And the conversation led to me going to New York Fashion Week that same, like within like six months, I went to New York Fashion Week. And I told him that, yo, I like this idea. And it was just humanizing my hoodie. We had not printed out one. I just had one shirt, one hoodie on, right? And I, I said, yo, I said, yo, it, it'll be it'll be bogus to launch it here because everybody know me and they're going to support it. But if I go to New York and if somebody say something and they looking at me all crazy and all that stuff, then I'm like, yo, like then, then we got something. We can actually do something with this. And that's what happened. That was the, that was the, um, the beta test was to go there and see if it was like cracking. And I went there and it was cracking. I'm talking about, it was so many people that like said something to me that I was like, yo, this is unbelievable. Like, like I, I didn't even design anything. Like, mm -hmm. like it was just, it's just the words the on the words. shirt and words it, was, it was my posture. It was more than words. It was the posture. Yeah. It was how, how I, how I explained it. it. It was the convincing of like, when I looked you in your eye and I said what I wanted to say, people believed me, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I was saying it from a real place. Right. It was a core, it was a core of that, that, uh, that lifeblood. And then from there, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was on, we came back, we put together the trademark. And um, I said, hey, I think this could be business, but I think we could do a lot of good because we, we social enterprise, social enterprise. Like we can we, we don't have to be looked at as capitalists, but we don't have to be looked at as being poor either. So this was our opportunity to uh, really chase economic equality and opportunity for us to show other people, hey, two black men working together. Right. This is a conversation. Two brothers working together. I've been knowing Jason since 94. I was the first person he met when he came to Waterloo. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. The story is like a, 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 a whole 360. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, it's important for us to do that. It was important for us to do that. It's, it's still important for us to do that. Because we have our own solo projects now, we built Humanize. The Humanize My Hoodie is for the people. We all Humanize My Hoodie. hoodie. Mm -hmm. We all need to be speaking about that. Me and Jason don't have to be the leader of that no more. Right. The world's, they've taken it and, and grabbed it. Jason has passions to be an abolitionist. And, and again, I'm fashion activism. That's my, that's my new uh, thing. And we got a lot of love and still respect. And we, we both manage the, 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 the trademark of humanize my hoodie, mm -hmm. which is also a unique business opportunity. Right. Most people don't think about like, you know, businesses fail, fizzle out. But how do you still keep the love? How do you keep the, how do you still protect something that is for the people? Right. Right. It's for the people. Right. And so, um, that's what we do. We manage the trademark and we, 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 you know what I'm saying? Take care of the people at the same time. I'm going to take you back though. Cause see, uh, we hometown love. Yeah, so yeah, no doubt. I've been around since blue collar. Yeah. Like, so even talk to us. Cause when you said like faction activism, one of the, the things about now that I learned is that there are things that we've done through the breadth of our career, the breadth of your 
lived experience that you didn't have the language to communicate. For like sure. for me, Dre has always been a fashion activist. We just didn't have the language to call it that. But Facts. even to what the first show we did together was 2012. Well, two, well, yeah, I'll yes, never forget. 2012. This is yes, the best yes. show I ever did, by the way. And I'm oh, saying that on air. Yeah. There's a reason why I'm saying that. Because yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you don't know what you're doing and you go do something, you got a lot of energy. That's when you should do it. Yes. This will yes, be the best is. time, man. That's why. Yes. And I was decked out. I had my whole family there. Yeah, it was nice. You know? It was nice. Like, my whole family, yeah. we was all in gold and black. You know what I'm saying? We we yeah. repped that night. Woo, yeah, we, we did our thing. Woo. <laughs> it was the police came. Look, the police, the police showed up because people was pulling up on the grass. Yeah, you and I. Man, oh, man. they had no, they had no more room. Yeah, you and, and I. I was, and, and a snowstorm. In the middle of a snowstorm. It was, I'm wow. talking about, it was snowing so fashion like Fashion matters. People had. Had um, Felicia Smith Nall, shout out to Felicia. I'll never forget when she was walking up. She's she's like, y'all did it. She's like, there's girls out here with their toes out in Man, February. I couldn't believe because it. They, they, they <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm a no socks or snow guy, but once it snows, yeah, yeah, those toes are covered. Us, man, didn't they? We it did our thing. It was the first time y'all had did a show. It was. And it was the first time I had debuted as a like an actual fashion design. And I, I'm so grateful and think grateful for the opportunity, but just grateful for our friendship yeah. throughout the years because, you know, we done done it a couple times, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and and I'm proud. I always tell you that I'm proud of you because yes. not only did you keep it going, you added to it. You made it like a, you, you added infrastructure to it. Now you guys have a whole like week type thing going on. Yeah, so education and everything. It, it, it's Thank such you, a blessing. You know and what I'm saying? Started, I started together. And again, coming out of the military, I thought I would be, a lifer, military girl, intel, multicultural experiences, come back to Iowa, not even knowing that I was going to, like, find my purpose Iowa. Like, I yeah. had thought I had transformed no doubt. a big right. city girl and coming back to here to do It's that. about finding purpose. It to, to our listeners, to y'all know out there, it's it about is. finding yeah. purpose. But how did you come up so, with Blue Collar, though? Because that seems um, like a message as well. Yeah, so I, that's an interesting story because – I have been doing, um, I was selling these t-shirts, man. They're called, uh, a brand I had, it was called Tailgate Barn. So these t-shirts were t-shirts that supported the tailgate industry. So they were like dirty t-shirts, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give that for lack of better words. Dirty t-shirts. And I had a son. AJ was born. And when AJ was born, I'm like, man, I can't have my son. I can't be out here hustling dirty T-shirts because they got everything on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My baby, I got my carriage. I yeah. did it a couple times, and I feel kind of weird. And so I was like, yo, I got to find something else to do, I, literally. And I had an opportunity. This um, executive, I won't say his name, flew me to New York. He flew me to New York because of Tailgate Barn. He said, hey, man, I like your stuff, man. I like the branding, what you do. I'm going to fly you to New York. I want to have a meeting with you. And I still have this relationship with the marketing team, the graphic design team, to this day. Mm-hmm. To this day. Record, big record record industry dude. Flies me out, sells me this dream, right? Like, I'm thinking, I'm about to make it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? He just sold me this dream. And um, when I was on the plane back, I started to think, like, yo, I, I don't think this really going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh, as a way to, like, come at them, I created this thing called Blue Collar that represented the Midwest and, like, our energy and, like, uh, like who we were as people. And I'm like, man, fuck the East Coast, man. We about to, I'm about to create something that's <laughs> going to kill them. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to do my thing. Because one thing he told me when I was there, and I'll never forget this, and this is for anybody who's trying to make it in, there, in the world big. 
man, if you ain't got your, if you if you don't own your town, or if you ain't like on top of your your place, then how you think you gonna come here and do anything? Man, my uncle used to tell me that all the time mm. in sports. He used to tell me that all the time in sports. So he, what did I do? I came here and I conquered. I came yep. back with a mission. I knew exactly what I was gonna do when I first stepped off that plane. I said, "Hey, I'm t- I'm not playing with nobody. Like it's a wrap from here on out." And I have 22 show- shows later, I still ain't playing. Yeah, I'm still not playing. I mean, like I, I don't do fashion as much anymore, but I'm saying like I, I still got my chops, and um, that's how. So blue collar started like that. And it started viral, too, because my hometown supported me. Mm-hmm. And you know how I, they supported me is because I, I just started sending stuff to people. Damn. I just started, like, sending them shirts. Like, I, I didn't care. I had, like, I think my budget was, like, five grand. And I was just buying shit and sending it to people. Mm-hmm. Just buying shirts, sending it to people. People didn't know what was going on. They're like, where's all this smiley face? What is smiley face <laughs> stuff hey, going on? Yeah. And the idea with the smiley face was the morale, the morale of the people because – Joy, if you look at Nick right now, just smile. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Smile back. Yeah. <laughs> it was this whole idea, like, yeah. man, just, like the stuff with Trayvon Martin had happened during that time. It was like this whole, we just needed we just needed some some good energy, and I was trying to create a lot of good energy. By fire, yeah. 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 And then later on, when people started to ask, like, okay, blue collar, and I started getting some trademark issues, I pivoted, and I said, you know what, I'm a I'm gonna call it his true title now. Born yeah. Leaders United. Yeah. So that's where you started to see this. It was blue. Yep. I had the whole idea from the start. Like, yo, if, if something happened, I'm gonna call it Born Leaders United. And you started to see kind of like the morph of it, mm-hmm. like just the morph of the brand itself. Right. So, you know, I, I got kind of slick at doing that stuff too, is just being able to uh, pivot. pivot. Because, because when you start a business, you never know. You never know what the ending going to be. You got to be ready to pivot. Like yeah. it's called, it's kind of like walking around a house. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to turn that corner if you need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe a Rubik's cube is a better analogy. Yeah. You got to be ready. I to like turn the house it. one. Cause you know, a lot of times you run into a wall. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah right? For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> now, I, I want to take you back too, like, like Joey did. Cause Dre, when I met you, uh, what folks don't know is I met you, you were, you had one foot in corporate America. And one foot in your fashion. You were at you were at the Iowa City area development, yep. yeah. working with with Nick Nolte and some folks. And I remember, yeah. I don't know, I think you had called me. We said, "Let's go lunch." We had met at a, somewhere. I think we met at a conference, right? And I re- so my question to you is, what was what goes through Dre's? What was going through Dre's mind day to day as you're thinking about? I, I need to walk away from this corporate job that's paying my bills, that's putting food on my table because it's interfering. Maybe it wasn't. That's my yeah. word. Interfering with my vision and my passion. Yeah. And at some point you had to make that decision. Talk about that and talk about walking away from I think that to do, to do this full time forever. Um, before that job though, I had another corporate job okay. and I worked in architecture and engineering for a decade. Okay. So that was really my corporate job. Okay. This job that I got with ICAD doing economic development was actually a blessing because I actually quit my corporate job. Like, I did. I quit and I said, I'm done. I'm done with y'all. I'm done with all this shit. Y'all, whatever. Yep. Everybody. I don't care. I still got really, It's crazy. I love y'all. Y'all know what I do. If y'all hear if y'all listening, <laughs> you know I got love for everybody. Absolutely. Um, but your purpose was called. But your purpose yeah, yeah. was. This I is about your do, purpose. What's crazy is I quit the job and I still do business with these people. They still holler. They still call me for big orders of T-shirts and shit. These are my people. Right. Like, they, they, like, that's how much respect they have for me. They, like, I quit the job, but they was like, yo, we're going to still make sure you eat, bro. Like, you, you good, right. you know? And um, I got a lot of respect for them for that. But I quit that job because of 
I, I couldn't find I couldn't I couldn't continue to burn the midnight oil and then keep working at the job and I wasn't making no money. I was only making like 45,000 and my wife had just quit. She, she, we just had a new baby. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my uh, uh, Annika was born. I told my wife, she ain't working. Like my, my I just got a girl. What? You at the crib now? Like right. I need, I need, she need straight up nurturing. AJ, you can go to daycare. You, 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 after she got after she got done with that, I, I went back. To, I, I told her, "Yeah, go ahead, go back to work." And um, I, I was afraid, but I, I had to make the leap, man, for my my soul, man. Like I, right. I knew I wasn't in the right spot. Like they knew it too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They knew. That's why I started getting the ill treatment. So when your job starts showing you those signs, don't try to stay, man. Get the hell out there. Man, you need to figure something else out. I was just smart enough to see that, man, before y'all fire me, I'm going to go and I'm going to save my pride. I'm a prideful person. I'm going to save my pride. I'm going to go ahead and leave. I'm going to go ahead and throw y'all some deuces. Then in the interim of all that, while I was chilling, I had a couple businesses not not knowing. I was a little scared because I'm like, yeah, I just lost my job I'm, or I just quit my job. I'm thinking I'm doing something, but I ain't I ain't popping like that. You know what right. I'm saying? I got some got to pop though, like quick right. or something. Yeah, 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 stuff piling up, man. Yeah, brother yeah. got bills. And um, I gave a presentation. Don't ever like lose your opportunity to present yourself. That's why I tell the kids. Present yourself all the time. Be able to be the best presenter in the room. I gave a presentation. This man comes up, hands me a card. A presentation on blue collar. Hands me a card and tells me to call him. I actually called this guy. His name's Mark Nolte. Shout out to Mark Nolte. And he knows I always give him a solid. What's up, Mark? I always give him a solid. I call this man. Look, he sit down with me a couple times. We go, we go to this place called Sam's Pizza. I'll never forget. his. The office was like right there on College Street. And this is what this dude told me. He said, man, I, I want to hire you for a job. It's like, bro, I'm an entrepreneur, bro. I ain't working for nobody, bro. You know what I'm on. I was like, man, bro, I'm going to die like this. I, I Like, I'm going for my, you know, I'm like, I ain't working. I ain't feeling that no more. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't going to work for no white employer and having y'all feel it. But I'm not doing that, bro. I just can't do it, man, my soul. You know, I'm, I'm in that mindset. He was like, no, 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 no. That's what I want to do. He said, man, I want you to work 20 hours for me. And I'm only going to pay. I'll pay you what you were just getting paid full time for. Mm-hmm. And then he told me this. He said, I'm only hiring you on three bases. You put your family first, your business second, and us last. And I looked at him. I was like, what are you smoking? I said, bro, who are you? Yeah. I, I, at that moment, I thought he was like Jesus or something. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo, what, who, who says that to anybody? Right. And I'm like, where, where, y'all, where y'all office at, bro? Like, now nah, I'm interested. Like, where your office at? He says, right there. I said, what y'all do? He said, economic development. I said, what's that? Important right. that we're in that space. I, 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 didn't, yeah. I had no idea. I said, yes. what is economic development? Yes. He, he was like, he was like, it's a long story. It's tax incentives for businesses when we move them here. I was like, bro, what, I don't even know what that means, right? Over time, I'm like, how am I supposed to communicate? I'm the communications director. He like, yo, like, figure this out. I figured it out, of course, you know. I'm 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 gonna get mine in. I'm gonna learn all this stuff. I'm going to all y'all PDI meetings. I'm gonna learn the whole system. I'm gonna know everybody in the system from top to bottom, the mayor, the all the public officials. I'm shaking all y'all hands, bro. I'm getting that. I'm infiltrating. 
Mm-hmm. I'm infiltrating because I know what's going on. I'm saying, oh, this where the money going. Oh yeah, okay, I see. Oh, that's who doing that. Mm-hmm. Man, we boys now, man. I, you know and me, bro. You see me. Faces so did you see in bro, economic me. development? Me. That's, that's it. It's just me. I'm getting my master's in economic development listen, because listen, I realized listen, that's where I need. I used to, to go to the PDI yeah. conference yeah. and it was just yes. me. I was the diversity play. Yes. They was like, yo, there's we have Andre on this stuff, and so I started to see that stuff, man. It wasn't disrespectful. They never did it in a disrespectful way. We just don't know about being in those spaces yeah. we don't know about being in those spaces yeah, but yeah. i was knowing about it and i was bringing people in the merch bro they, i swear when i was there it would not it was so many black people that used to come through merch on everything ask anybody bro i'm talking about i was bringing wakanda up in that joint yeah. like straight up everybody was coming through because i was like no y'all gotta see this matter of fact come to one million cups come understand what's going on right. and what i was wanting them to do is just educate themselves because yeah. i was educating myself because i didn't know what that was yeah. and so i stayed at icaf for three years four wait Four years. I, I, I got. I took a job there in um, 2015. Mm-hmm. Actually, three years. I took a job there in 2015. They tried to make it full-time. I told them no. I went back down to part-time. And then they said, hey, we got a new role for you. We're going to make you the market, the, the mentor director. Mm-hmm. You, we want you to work with all the kids and make sure that they have a mentor in the community. I was like, all right. I got you. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Week later, 300 kids all got mentors because I called everybody like, hey, man, I need yep. you to do me a favor, bro. Yeah. So don't never burn no bridges. Like, whoever listen to this, man, if you burn that bridge, man, you need to go repair it. Yes. Like, yes. And the repair is the conversation. You need to go have a conversation with that person and figure out what you need to do to get that right. Because I'm able to call on people in a real way because I've, I've been showing up. Right. I'm showing up for people, like, in a real way. And I made those calls. And listen to this. This is a great mentor story. I know somebody who's still a mentor for a kid that I set up, took this kid all around the world. Now this kid got a, a business that's like a half a million dollar construction business. I seen it. Watched it happen. I seen, I seen, I made the connection. That I've been able to watch the evolution over the years. And I'm like, yo, like, I know this kid is only blowing up because of what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, how what you what you gave that kid, you put a battery in that kid's back. Yeah. And look at him now, man. This kid got a half a million dollar business doing contracts in Cedar Rapids, the city of Iowa, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm Love so proud that. of that. Love so I've been that. able to see those testimonies. And, um, you know, not that I got bored with the work. I just got overwhelmed. Like, right. I, I couldn't continue to do that and do what I needed to do for, 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 for my thing for, for with Jason. And so when I told him our business specifically humanized my hoodie got to a certain point, I was like, yo, I'm about to, um, you know, I was full-time humanized my hoodie. Like keep it real from 2017 to about last year, full-time. Like mm-hmm. I ain't even do nothing else. I wouldn't even talk to nobody. I mean, I'm open now y'all. So if y'all want to do some business, we can do some stuff, but, um, right. During that time, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't allowing people to come in my circumference. Right. Nothing. I was just very tunnel. I think I needed to be during that time because yeah. I was very specific. Yeah. So that that's kind of how the transition. I just outgrew the work. Outgrew now, the work. Now, yeah. I, lo- I got love for everybody that was on. We we yeah. co-struggled together. Like everybody in ICAT, we went through some stuff, and so we co-struggled together, and we built something. The five of us, six of it was few of a few extra people. That I'm probably forgetting somebody. Sorry if I'm forgetting anybody, but it was five of us that really right. built strong infrastructure and really kind of set the pace of like how the business industry was going to run right. in Iowa City during that time. Yeah. During that time, now it's Can all you changed. Mentioned that to me because I, I was recently in Greenville, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. For and I, their community is 
maybe 5,000 more people than it is in my home community. Yeah. And what they've done is they, they literally transformed their downtown to make it very pedestrian friendly. So yeah. they have a river that runs through there. They green landscape yeah. within 10 blocks. There's probably a hundred and something businesses, shops, restaurants. Yeah. And so it's thriving. And so again, economic development. Yeah. So I came to actually sent pictures of it to the mayor, everybody like mm-hmm. this, look yeah. at this or whatever. And so when I got back, I was talking to Kingsley about it. Who's from South Carolina. Yeah. And he told me you also, you need to go talk to Andre and I it because Yes, we should look at that model, but there's a closer model in what they're doing in Iowa City too. Absolutely, right. I mean everything yeah. was intentional. Yeah, even the businesses that was chosen to do certain stuff was intentional. Right. Everything was intentional, um, and I'm proud of that work too. I'm very proud of um, any kind of like work that I've done with an employer because I know I showed up the right way every time. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I showed up in a big way, and obviously I did because I still got those same relationships with them same people. And yeah. I could call them and they had different jobs. And my, my whole staff. Yeah. Our whole, our whole staff for one, except one all got different jobs. Now nobody's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the first one to yeah. leave and then yeah. they kind of all like split out. So what's next for you? Yes. What's next? Oh man, man, the world, you know, <laughs> I, I, I got big, I got big aspirations always, you know, like, um, Y'all, I'm putting out a book this year. Nice. Not this year, next year. I got a couple cu- publications I've been working on for the last two and a half years now. I'm almost to about 35,000 words on one, so nice. it's going to be ready to put out. Nice. I'm going to do a real limited, right. like maybe 250 copies. Because, you know, I don't know if nobody's going to buy it or not, so uh-huh. I got to start start slow, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even, even, even when you have some success, you don't know if people still going to support your next thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just got to bask in the success that you got at that moment. Yeah. So I'm doing that. Um, obviously, uh, the right house will be a thing. Um, and for everybody who don't know what that is, it's a school. It's a school for advanced learning for creatives. And so I've been trying to explain that to everybody it's more than a school also because we're going to have an event space, dedicated event space. We do screen printing, full-scale screen printing and production. Um, we have an incubator space. There's a recording studio. We have a multimedia studio, meaning you could, like, take pictures or video, whatever you want to do in that space. And um, we're going to do some really, really awesome stuff for our community centered around um, decolonizing the graphic design industry, one, but also also – Building brands, products, and 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 really building human capital. I guess that's the yeah. that's the uh, word I want to use. So that that's like my main. That's like my big project. And of course, travel, man. I'm be all over the place, man. I got all <laughs> kinds of. Man, I'm gonna be everywhere, man. I'm a. I'm you know like um. I think I'm a. I'm a. I'm a tour to UAE, and um. I want to take my wife to Africa. Mm-hmm. So I want to do some cool stuff. I'm just going to be me, and it's my son's senior year, so I'm going to spend a lot of time focusing on him and making sure yeah. he get what he need yeah. uh, so he can graduate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's my that's my main – at the end of the day, it's my son. I want to make sure he graduate, get a good opportunity, whatever it is that he, he deserved at that moment for whatever work he put in, he should get that, you know what I mean? And I want to be there to support him. Yeah, I love the UAE. I mean, you know, yeah. in the Navy, a lot of people out there think, why would they ever want to go to the, the Gulf or the Middle East? Some of my best port visits was Dubai. Dude, I'm going Dubai everywhere. Is amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. The world. Yeah. I'm going everywhere, bro. I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I, I, there's no limit. Yeah. I ain't got no wall. I ain't got no ceiling. I ain't got no fence. Ain't nobody stopping me. I'm going everywhere, yeah. bro. For real. 
something unique about your story as, we, as we're getting close to the end. I don't mind. I want to be respectful of your time, but there's something that continues to wrap around your entire story and your entire growth. And, and, and when I think about the work we do around diversity, equity, inclusion, and I, when I think about racial justice and I think about myself, I look at how you've been successful and there's always been white people in your corner, mm-hmm. but you're unapologetic about helping black people. Yeah. How are you fusing that? How are, how are you getting those white people to listen to you when you're unapologetic? How are they handing you money? How are they supporting you? How do you do this um, and stay true? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think I just because I'm. I think for all the reasons you said, I think because I am unapologetically yeah. black and I am very outspoken and. I, I'm not afraid of nothing, man. Like after my brother died in 2008, man, I I gave myself grace and saying, man, I ain't afraid of nothing, man. If I die right now, I get to see my brother. So with that in my mind, I, I'm not scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not scared of no death, no nothing. And I think people respect that. They're like, yo, this guy will go yeah. through a fire for me. This dude, he'll, he'll break down a wall if he have to to get what he needs. Authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think a lot of that come from, from that. And, um... I try to keep good relationships with people. I don't really care about the color. What our enemy is, is whiteness. It's not the people. It's the whiteness. Mm-hmm. Like, if we keep perpetuating whiteness, we ain't, like, black people ain't gonna never get nowhere. So we gotta continue to be, like, Afrocentric. We gotta continue to be, like, um, um, uh, centering black people at every opportunity we got. Right. We gotta spend with our own people. We gotta stop perpetuating a lot of these white companies because we can't get nowhere. We ain't right. going to get nowhere. And I have no disrespect to no white companies because I got, you know, I got love for y'all. But it's like, we can't get nowhere because y'all keep taking all the money from us. You, We keep perpetuating the same right. opportunities. And so that's why I speak and do what I do. And I think the other thing is, is the, the conversations and the moves that I'm making is needed. Right. Like if we ain't nobody else making, how we even know how to do stuff like that? Like you asked me, how am I able to raise the money? Man, I'm asking them. I'm like, yo, we need money for this. Like. Well, well, can you help you me with it, this? Yeah. Like, either you can help or you can't. And if you can't show up like that, then how are you showing up? Yeah, like, you got to show up some kind of way because, like, you know that you know what I'm doing with the money. You right. know where it's going. You know you've seen it. Yeah, you know. So it's Ray, it, has the I, current climate impacted you. The fact that because I love that, and I, I mean, we were a part of like humanizing my hoodie. You and for I, sure. absolutely, and we were there for so before 2020, before the world got the okay to say black even before that everybody's African-American and we have to, but now it's like I'm black, right? Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Or the world even not only got the okay to say I'm black, but also lean into that. Yeah. You were already in this space. Absolutely. We were, have you seen a transition from when you started and, and you and Jason kind of started and again, amazing. Cause like you, you and I, we, they carry your, line yeah. up there in the bookstore yeah they did you know? yeah um so from that point to 2020 where there was this outpouring of resources for black-led initiatives and then we're in 2023 have you seen drop off or anything of that name I, I think so i think people um feel more safe right now than in 2020 because in 2020 Man, the world was on fire, right? We didn't know what was going on. So everybody just like, man, let me just give you some money, man, just to be like, look, bro, I ain't racist, bro. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, was the, that was the narrative. And I'm just yeah. being real. All my friends that reached out, bro, I'm okay. I was okay before that. 
Like y'all ain't have to call me to see if I was okay. I was going to be all right anyway. Cause black people been dealing with trauma and terror since we've been on this planet. Right. We know right. that we know what's going on. We know what situation we in. So we didn't need the phone calls, but we did need the economic support. And I'm glad that we got what we got during that time, the black people and whoever, what other organizations now though, now though it's back to, it's cool, but actually what needs to happen is it needs to, it, it, it needs to be infused. The, f- the funding needs to be infused because we in a worse situation now in 2023 than we probably was in 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to re and I'm talking about um, an aggregate of, of black people. I'm not just talking about specific it's black people doing well, but I'm saying like, if, if we look at the population of homelessness, let's look at the population of like, of, 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 of imprisonment. Let's look at the population of like not having a job, education, yeah. education. I mean, the list goes on. We can continue to go on. And like, we ain't got no black activists like Martin Luther King. We ain't got the Marcus Garvey's. We ain't got the, uh, Shirley Chisholm's and the, the Fanny. We ain't got none of them people no more. Them people is gone. And they, who's here? Right. We got new people. Yep. New people that speaking stuff in our true, our true revolution, our true revolution. And I really truly believe this. And this is what our ancestors left. And this is what the conversation don't nobody want to have is economic equality. Because at the end of the day, if we go, but at the end of the day, if yes. we go move anything in the education, yes. in the education, in healthcare, in arts, anything, we got to get resources, and the resources is water. I mean, money. Yep. We, and the resources is money. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed when he started talking about uh, the Poor People's Campaign. When he sure. started talking yeah. about that, the focus needs to be economic equality, right? Yeah. And then even just going. Um, Fred Hampton, when he started talking about um, um, the Rainbow Coalition, because Absolutely. right now there's been narratives that have been hijacked that that tell poor white people they should lean into being their whiteness, but not look at what their quality of life is. Absolutely. And when when they started saying, well, no, we're going to form the Rainbow Coalition because when you you are more similar in your where you're at in your life stature to a black person to it. When we look at where wealth is at, yeah, there, it's, it's, it's so much at the top and the rest of us are way down low. Right. right? And so, and, 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 and I'm blessed. So I, I'm like you, like I, I've come to realize recently, like my circle of influence, most of us are doing yeah. well, like extremely well. Yeah. And so Sherman, our bro, yeah. Yeah. he always challenges me like sis, this is a bless. This is our blessing, but this is not where most of us are at. And so, when we create things, we have to think about it in its entirety. But I no agree doubt. with you. We often, Anthony, just I had a conversation with him. Like, hey, you know, people want to do performative things for Black people. I don't even want to have those conversations anymore. Like, I'm transformative. Like, yeah. if you want to talk transformative to me, yeah. that's different. So that means we're dollars with resources. Well, how are we getting ahead of automation? How are we getting black people familiar with AI? Yeah. How are we, if yeah. we're not talking that, don't give me any more performance. Blips on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Little blip on the radar. I'm not talking about Don't talk about no. rainbows. Real, no music. rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> no. yep. Let me second that because, yeah, don't come to me trying to get me some money to try to stand next to me and what I'm trying to say. And on the back end, you're doing stuff to harm us. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not accepting those checks. I'm only accepting the checks that allows me to come in and, like, build. Like, if I can't come in and do something in your organization, I can't talk to none of your people. I can't see transparently, like, your org chart mm-hmm. and understand that you really trying to actively make change. 
Don't come to me giving me no money because that's that that's the money I don't want. Yeah. So I want to be specific about that. I'm just not accepting any checks either. I'm just accepting the right ones. And right. so, um, yeah, well, we've, we've talked good. about it with other guests too. I know we were talking about this the other day, Anthony, about you know centering versus just support. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that's a hard concept it's for a hard some concept. people because it there's is. a yeah. there there's been this. Um, well, I want to help, and so help can very easily go to saviorism, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you have to move like. I'm not going to the saviorism bucket, but I'm going to the centering bucket. Right. And that means that what the outcome is going to look like, I'm going to help give you the resources, but allow you to help build what you need to get to the outcome that you even also determine that you need. Right. Like, no doubt. That no, that's called centering, right? That's, that's centering. centering. That's no doubt. the difference, and, and, and right? How do, you, how do you get folks, and, and you've done it, obviously. You, you've got... Uh, very wealthy white people that have given writing you checks, not the checks that you don't want. Yeah. Because they don't need to be the center of attention right. in this journey because they're supporting as an ally or what have you. Yeah. Um, but they know that you're making an impact. Yeah. And that's satisfying enough for yeah. them. Right. It's, it's them being a part of something real and being a part of an actual movement. Right. Like that's sometimes you, if you got more than others, it's, I'm, I'm always right. sharing. I think yeah. about who I share with. I share with. So if it comes in, I'm watering my, my garden too. Yeah. So it comes in, I water it back. A lot of people can't see. And this is what I tell a lot of um, organizations, like the reach that I got with the people that I got, it's the people you can't actually talk to, but it's the people you actually want to talk to, but you don't know how to talk to them. Mm -hmm. But I actually do know how to talk to right. them. So you need to just support me, and then I can support what you want to support. You see, you see what Absolutely. I'm saying? And that's where the companies need to find alignment. Yes. They need to find alignment with the people that can support them, get the message out. And they don't have to actually be there. They don't actually have to um, uh, do as much labor. Mm -hmm. Similar to this situation, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you've escaped my one question still. About the celebrities? Yeah. What's the, what's the one that, in your mind, is like, yeah, that's I'll cool. I'll tell y'all who really blew, blew humanized my hoodie up, and it wasn't, we didn't even ask them to, right? Like, they just did it. And, um, man, hold on, let me, let me shout out a couple people. Let me shout out to Joe Boyd at Atlantic Records. He's the uh, video director. Because of him, man, he got us in front of so many people. He had us he had us uh, in front of Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, Ancestor Nipsey uh -huh, Hussle. Yes, he had us in front of Ancestor Nipsey Hussle. He had us in front of Meek Mill. He had us in front of Drake. He had, a, you know, uh, they all had the human, and they was asking questions. NLE Chopper, who else has uh, yeah. supported us? Um, Rhymefest, um, Amara, mm -hmm. um, what's her name? What's her last name? Amara, uh, uh, she was on a... Loving y'all know who oh, I'm talking. Yeah, 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 that's her. That's her. Yeah, she, she rock with. She rock with her <laughs> stuff. Salty, salty. What's her? Is her salty? salty yeah. Sweetie, with her salty. Sweetie. Salt, yeah, salty. Yeah, she she be wearing our stuff. CeeLo Green. Yep. Yeah. The big one though was uh, Kid Capri. And I'll yeah, tell you what he did. It. Yeah, Kid Capri wore this on a breakfast. Not yeah, only bre that. only a breakfast club. He was wearing it. Everywhere, because people was like, people would say, "Hey man, I saw Kid Capri in your hoodie. He was in like the club, and they would send me a picture of it. I'm like, straight up, that's crazy. Yeah. So he started wearing it, and the reason why he started wearing it is because he had something happen to him, like something happened to him at a store. So he really believed in our message and what we right. was doing, and so he supported us from afar. And 
um, since then, since then, he's invited me to his place in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You no, know, we got we like we got each other's cell phone and stuff. You know, yeah. we be texting each other. He's he's called him he's up during super, COVID. Talked to him. He's when, I, he went, when he was down. We haven't yeah. actually talked on the phone. We just do the text. But yeah. he is super cool dude. He's been very inviting me. Inviting. He's always asked me if I wanted to support his daughter. He got a daughter too. Yeah, and she do like some music stuff. So like, just a cool dude. Yeah. So that's the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on, uh, John Legend too. John Legend, John yep. Legend supported the like early on. He was one of the early on supporters, yeah. and uh, shout out to Carolina Wagner too. Like she, uh, the CEO of Essence, she she really rocked with us. Oh, like she's been targeted. She's a bond. She's yeah, a yeah. She yeah. a mind. She hey, yeah. that's my. She's that's a mind mentor. Hey, like that's you, my, that's they my, know I have certain women that I yeah, follow. That's that my. I don't that's, know. that's our. That's my. Yeah. That's my love right there. Yeah. That's my okay. peeps, man. She yeah. put us on like early. She recognized us early and like gave us a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Introduced us to a lot of people, man. And she became the CEO, you know, of Essence. I'm like, yo, that's, that's awesome. dope. Mm. Yeah, I still yeah. we still talk to her too, man. We still you that's know good. have a conversation with her and stuff. She just reposted something of ours a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I got mad love for her. Proud of you. Thank proud you. of you, Dre. Proud of the work you're doing. Proud of you being from from our, from our community. Proud no of proud of the Iowa ties you have, and no doubt. and the, what you're sharing with the world. So, so as we wrap up here, I know we got to be respectful. The impact, the impact is key. It's yes, yeah. amazing yeah. impact. Final message you want to give to 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 our listeners. If there's any message you can give to our listeners about what you're doing and and, and how to how to be successful. Yeah, let me let me. Um, this is my 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 sleazy sales pitch. Uh, next week, I got Say Adams coming to. Iowa from New York. He was the first creative director uh, for Def Jam, created a logo for Def Jam, created the logo for Bad Boy, did a lot of covers for Beastie Boys, Mary J. Blige, LL Cool J. And we haven't, um, so it's going to be a three-day trifecta. Two to actually, excuse me, two-day trifecta. On Friday, when he come on the 18th, from noon to three o'clock, he's gonna be building with the kids. He's gonna do an art collage in Wright House. I'm gonna it's gonna be dope. My kids. Hey, we'll be back I, by then. We'll be back time. by then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're back, but Friday. I have my mom's party. Yeah. yeah. And then that night, me and him gonna do a fireside chat, kind of like similar to this podcast, yeah. but it's me just really digging into like his career. He yeah. also was with Basquiat back in the day, mm-hmm. so he was he was a major player. Yes. A lot of people don't know about him, so I'm going. Brings shed some light on his career, and then the next day I'm doing a um, a fashion show dedicated to my grandmother. Starts at 8 p.m. Um, in the alleyway next to Buzz in Iowa City. So, yeah. well, make sure you uh, share that with us on our on our pages so we can get that out. Because this I'll might not be out before then. Yeah. I sent you the one last night, but I'll shoot you yeah. all the rest of the yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, this might not be out before then, but um, and last words, you asked me to say something. Last, um, um, I would say, you know, you know, always show love. Always show love, show gratitude. We above ground, so you know that's first and, and, and foremost. And um, for my entrepreneurs, if you want to make a billion dollars, change a billion lives. Peace. Love that. Love that. Thank you for your time and take us out. Yeah, thank you for your time. So thanks so much. Uh, big shout out to our five star presenting sponsor, Kirkwood Community College, our five star presenting partner. I like that. Um, we appreciate your partnership on the podcast. Also, big thanks to our Silver Diversity partner, Rise to Greatness. Uh, we also want to give thanks to our friends at Breaking Barriers, supporters, Community Savings Bank, Tyler Links, and Barnes DDS. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up. Send your questions, comments, suggestions to info at toprankculture.com. Yeah. Thanks to all our listeners out here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the show and uh, continue to listen. Like, follow, share, and keep in touch. 
That's twice continuous. a month, right? Twice a month. Twice a month. Twice a month. Thank you, bro, right. for being on too. We yes, knew it was sir. gonna be a great yes. one. Yes. Right. Continue to break some barriers, y'all. Appreciate it. Take care. Advancing equity is not a one-year project. It's a generational commitment. There are too few people in the world willing to be the domino. Too few people willing to take that fall.